0: This is a Saddleback Church Podcast.
1: Friends, and welcome to Doable Discipleship, a Saddleback Church podcast designed to help you deepen your faith, or as we just love to call it. It's the show that helps you grow. My name is Jason. That's Linda. We're on the Spiritual Growth Team here at Saddleback Church. Just a friendly reminder that this podcast is a part of the Saddleback family of podcasts, so make sure to learn about all of our other amazing podcasts at Saddleback.com slash podcasts. Now, for today's episode, we are going to be starting a conversation on relational health. Mm. And today we're going to be talking kind of a little bit of an umbrella, a little overview, right. just looking at how to deepen relationships. Mm-hmm. I think that there's a lot of people who would say that they have a lot of relationships, whether they're friendships mm-hmm. or work relationships, whatever it is, but sometimes they end up or they, I should say, they just kind of hover on the surface. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like that jet ski. <laughs> they just kind of just zoom on top of the water. Right. And then, but if you really think about it, you're like, if you were asked, how many deep relationships do you have? Far fewer. It's far, far fewer. And maybe there are relationships that you want to have a, a deeper connection with somebody. Mm-hmm. And you're just kind of like, I am not quite sure how that happens or how to do that. You know, how do I get into my yellow submarine <laughs> And go under the water. Hopefully there's not a licensing issue by saying the title of that song on this podcast. We'll <laughs> find out. Anyway, so that's what we're gonna be talking about today. We're gonna to talk about some ingredients, if you will, to deepen relationships. Like you're baking a cake you and you want a deep relationship cake. Here's some key ingredients, <laughs> along with a a a touch of scripture in each yes. in each one. So, <laughs> so the first first ingredient, first key that we're going to be talking about is probably one that you can kind of guess, and that's time, right? It, it, deep, in rela- deep relationships require the investment of time. James has this real uh, picker-upper verse yeah. <laughs> in James 4.14 when it says, what is your life? It is just a vapor appearing for a little while and then vanishing. I'm encouraged. And now, <laughs> yes. Now, the purpose of including that verse here is to is to encourage that your time is valuable.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Your time is precious. It is one of the most precious things you can give to somebody else because it is finite. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... It, 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 we wanted to mention a little bit of research that has come out of the University of Kansas which is which is looking at the effects of time on relationships
2: mm-hmm.
1: it said that combining the results of these studies it um, there's an estimated that it takes between 40 and 60 hours even just to form a casual friendship mm-hmm. that's like hey i i i kind of know you you kind of know me maybe a little bit of what you're like you know mm-hmm. maybe we've discovered some mutual interests, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of stuff. But it takes 80 to 100 hours to transition to being a friend. And that's just a friend. That's right. just like, hey, I can call you my friend. But it takes more than 200 hours together to become good friends. Now, again, we're not getting into all the details of right. that study. The purpose of of citing that here is just talking about the importance of time and that right. it takes time to to bake anything of true significance, whether it's Absolutely. a friendship or whether it's a yummy cake. And the truth... <laughs> Are you hungry? <laughs> um, am I hungry? Yes. I did, I did not have a, a much lunch, so I am hungry. And this is bake an afternoon is. recording. Um, and and the trick of it is, is there's not a shortcut. Right. There's not a shortcut to developing deep relationships. It just takes time. And time, as we said, is such a precious asset because we can always try to acquire more money, right? We can, you know, get side hustles or sell um, a car or whatever it is, get more money, right? And we can get more things. We can use that money to buy more things. But the thing that we can never get back, there's unless unless a time machine is developed in the time between this episode releases and we're recording it, which I highly doubt... We cannot get more time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Time is literally your life. And so if you want deep and meaningful friendships or relationships, whatever they that 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 is in that realm we're talking that you were thinking about, it requires that prioritization of time. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to mention just a couple of other things as we are in this ingredient on time. First, is we're not just talking about just kind of wishy-wash time Mm -hmm. we're talking about quality time Mm -hmm. we've talked about quality time before um when we've talked about love languages Mm -hmm. because quality time is one of the five love languages right and that's that idea that it's not that you are just you know sitting together next to each other in a dark movie theater saying Mm -hmm. nothing and then you go about your way and you're like i'm banking those friendship hours That doesn't quite no. count. Now, if you do that and then have the discussion afterwards right. about what you liked or didn't like, how the themes spoke to you, that is working More towards deepening time. deepening that relationship, right? Same thing with shared interests. Mm-hmm. I think a big part of sharing your time is sharing an interest with another, is mm-hmm. doing things that you both enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you and your friend that you want to have that deeper relationship with um, both love hiking, go for like... A, a long hike you'll right. probably be talking together you're doing something that mm-hmm. you're enjoying and that will help to deepen that relationship too so doing things of shared interest i like this phrase that we first heard on this podcast a few years ago from mm-hmm. our, our our friend pastor anthony miller he said proximity breeds empathy yep. and the idea behind that is is that the more time that you spend with somebody mm-hmm. Then the more that you are going to care about their interests, about the things that that they care about, mm-hmm. you begin to you know have greater empathy for what they are going through or for how they think about things, even right. if it's different than you. Right. Even if there is experiences that you do not have that they have, and there's something that is that is really just gnawing at them, or they feel a certain way about, even though you may not have had that experience, you can have empathy for right. what they are doing through and. And that that takes that time mm-hmm. to get to that place. Um, so, for each of these ingredients that we're talking about today, I wanted to share some examples of ways that you can do this mm-hmm. um, to you know to make this ingredient into your friendship souffle. Um, so, it's going to be a lot of food talking. <laughs> um, First example is just making time in your calendar for right. the different people. And a part of it is say, is, is maybe even kind of emphasizing, saying, I really want to invest in this relationship. Sure. So I'm going to m- set aside time to, to be with this person. Mm-hmm. And that can look differently for different people and in different weeks too, right? It could be a phone call. You just say, you know, I'm going to mark down that I need to call this person. Or I, or even just a basic check-in text, that is mm-hmm. something that is an investment of time in and of itself. So it doesn't mean that you need to set aside hours, right? Every, you know, hours and hours every week. And, you know, uh, yeah, like if I want to be a good friend in ten weeks, and I need to set aside twenty hours every week, you know, like yeah, that's not quite that's how a part-time it, job <laughs> exactly. Not quite how that works. It's just these little things that rack up those. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I should say that, fill up that time bank, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and just, just leaving this, this ingredient with just this truth, you cannot expect or hope for any relationship to grow that is not being given time. That's true for your relationship with God. Mm-hmm. That's true for your relationship with your kids or with your parents. Or, and that's true for any friendship or work relationship mm-hmm. or whatever it is that you want to, 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 to see grow or mm-hmm. blossom.
0: Awesome. So the second ingredient to deep relationships that we're going to look at for a few minutes is authenticity or vulnerability. And this really is around creating an atmosphere of trust. Um, as I was looking through like the testimony of Paul and he was so authentic with the people that he was he was talking to. Like he he talked about his struggles, he talked about the things that had gone well, the things were that had not gone well in 2 Corinthians Six eleven, he says, we've spoken freely to you. Our heart is wide open, and he's like, I'm not here with a mask on. I'm not trying to <laughs> pretend I'm something I'm not here. You, you're getting who I am. A couple of chapters later, he says, if I must boast, I will boast in the things that show my weakness, which is so counter to a lot of the ways that we, you know, the social media world does not capitalize on weakness. It capitalizes on looking your very fakest best. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, so and and Paul's like, no, I will highlight. The places where I struggle because that's where I can show God's grace. And then finally, the other example that I had was from Romans 7. It's probably one of my favorite passages of scripture, just because of all people, you would think Paul by this time in his ministry would have had everything pretty much figured out. <laughs> and yet he very honestly says, you know, I don't even know, I don't understand what I do for what I want to do. I don't do, but what I hate, I do. And it's just that That very real, you know, as the kids say, the struggle is (laughs) real. So, but he was being open and honest about what, where he was. And that allows us all these years later to be able to go, okay, if that's where he was and he was able to be. You know, and he was he was walking with Jesus, but he was still struggling. And it gives us like, oh, okay, there's hope for me when I'm still struggling.
1: Yeah, and I think it's important to remember these weren't Paul's journals. It wasn't no. like he was just writing this to himself. Right. He was writing this to these churches, to these people, mm-hmm. to be read out loud. Right. So, so this was his way of communicating with people at a distance at yeah. the time. And so he was being vulnerable and authentic and, and having that atmosphere of trust that we talked about. This wasn't just like him writing it down and and we get to read it all the later being like, man, Paul had interesting thoughts. Yeah. No, he was actually sharing. Yeah, he was,
0: he was actually sharing. So what does authenticity and vulnerability look like? Well, number one, it, it looks like being your true self, not your first date self or not your social media self. You know, you bring your very best polished, perfect you know, no flaws self to that. That's yeah, that's
2: uh, yeah.
1: That's not always being being your authentic self. Yeah,
0: we would like to think that no, that's not <laughs> who we are. Um, being honest about what you're going through, um, I think it's really easy. You know, how you doing? Fine. And if they don't ask more than that, you don't offer. And but we need to change that narrative, and we need to be able to say, you know, what I'm really struggling.
1: Mm-hmm. It's been a hard day. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, because in reality, what you bring to a relationship is you. So if you're not bringing the real you, what are you bringing? I mean, it's just, it's a facade. It's an act. And it's not comfortable. I'm not saying it's easy or comfortable or fun when you let people see your rough edges and your broken places, but that's the only way for somebody to actually get to know you and to know kind of where you're at and and how they can come alongside you. So you've got to be willing to do that. Mm -hmm. But at the other side, So we have the responsibility to come and be vulnerable, but we also have to try to create a safe space for other people to be vulnerable with us. Because, you know, I might come into a space and tell you all my stuff, but you may not feel safe to share it back with me. Mm -hmm. So how can we create a safe space for other people? And the first thing People feel safe when there's mutual affection, when they know that they are loved and they are cared for and that you're not judging them. You're not looking at them going, oh my gosh, really? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that mutual affection, mutual respect, believing the best. If somebody's going to confess something to you, you you don't want to roll your eyes and be like, really? You should have known better than that. You want to (laughs) believe the best about them, about what they're going through, and holding each other in high regard. You know, the Bible talks about um, be humble towards one another. This is Philippians 2, verse 3. Always considering others better than yourself. So that mutual respect, that lifting up, that believing the best. Um, Another way that we can do this is the way I wrote it was journeying with the other person through the ups and downs of real life. It's not just like, wow, I see you're struggling, and that's a huge bummer, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but actually entering into. Whether it's a joy or whether it's a sorrow, uh, Romans twelve fifteen rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Um, Galatians six two carry one another's burdens. If you're going to help carry my burden, you've got to be close enough. You've got to know what it is. You've got to know how I'm struggling, and I've got to trust you mm-hmm. that if I hand it to you, you're not going to. You're all you're going to do is come alongside and encourage me and help me carry it. You're not going to be like, why are you struggling this way? What's wrong with you? Yeah. So. And then the final way that we can create this vulnerability, this culture of trust and vulnerability is to be mindful of how you engage conversations. And this has to do with when somebody's sharing with you, you need to be present. You know, you need to be totally tuned in and give them your full attention and be curious, but not judgmental.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, a lot of times our own sin is confusing to us. People from the outside think they can see, well, how we got here and why we're struggling, but this is not the time.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: No, I think that's great. I think, I think one of the key things in this is it starts with you mm-hmm. is, you know, I don't find yourself in a place of like, yes, I want a relationship that is vulnerable and that is, I can, you know, yeah, yeah you, you know, so I really hope that other person goes first. Yeah. You know? no, yeah no, you, <laughs> the only way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If you if you engage in this behavior, you, everything that Linda was just talking about, especially uh, 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 around the mutual uh, affection, a, a mutual respect, that vulnerability, that being honest of saying you're, you're having having a tough day or whatever. If you if you open up like that, mm-hmm. it, you're, it's a lot more likely that the person in the relationship with you mm-hmm. is going to open up like that too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so don't wait for the other person to do it, or don't even say, you know, say, hey, I really think that you should be vulnerable right now, you know, whatever. Yeah. It, it starts with you.
0: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The last little bit I wanted to just mention is that you've got to be a good listener. You know, a lot of times in our small group trainings, we'll talk about don't try to fix it. And our temptation is when somebody's sharing us sharing something with us, Like, oh, I know what you need to do. I know what you need to read. I know what you, you know, (laughs) do these three steps and you'll be better. And the way to create a safe space is always just listen and Mm -hmm. let them say what's on their heart. And then if you ask a question, ask an open-ended question. You know, let them, you know, be curious and dig out and give them the opportunity to explore what they're thinking and feeling. You're not there to solve it. Yeah. So another ingredient, our next ingredient... And this kind of grows out of having vulnerability and authenticity in this safe space is the idea of accountability. And this will take a relationship deep quite quickly. (laughs) (laughs) But accountability is helping you, like if I'm in an accountability relationship with somebody, I'm helping them grow maybe through a struggle they're facing or achieve a goal that they're aiming at. It's not just accountability, so that they don't do a bad thing. It might be accountability, so that they p- continue on the path towards something positive that they're pursuing. Um, or maybe in an accountability relationship, it's helping you process circumstances or relationships that aren't working well, or prepare you for something that you're going to face in the future. You know, and help and help sort of equip you. Um, it's helping you remember who you are in Christ. So sometimes when you get stuck in a, I don't know why I keep struggling with this and you come to this person they may not know why you still struggle that you know that they're not there to fix you but they will be able to remind you that you are not your sin. They will be able to bring you back to your identity in Christ and help you remember that it, even in the face of things that you're dealing with they might be able to lovingly say, "Well, Have you considered this? Or they might be able not call out. I don't like the words call out, but they might be able to name something that they've seen and you would know that they're coming at it from a place of love, you know. But that takes trust and that takes safety, like what we were just talking about before. Mm -hmm. Proverbs 27, 17 is the picture of accountability. As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. So this is this isn't something we're doing with everybody. This is a very this is going to the next level in a relationship when because if you're sharpening iron there's there's contact and there's it's not always pretty it mm-hmm. can be it can be challenging mm-hmm. um but james five sixteen also says so confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed god's design for us is that when we're struggling that we obviously we confess to him but when we talked about this with megan a few weeks ago
1: yeah we'll put that in the show notes
0: yeah <laughs> now that i mentioned it <laughs> but just the fact that having that accountability partner that knows because if you're being honest and authentic they're not they're not going to be shocked or surprised by what you're struggling with but as you continue to talk about it with them they can pray with you and they can they can help you move towards healing and and hope so accountability requires keeping confidence right whatever whoever goes about slandering reveals secrets but he who is trustworthy is in spirit, keeps a things covered. That's Proverbs eleven thirteen. 13. It's truth-telling, like I was saying before, about being able to name something that you observe in somebody. Uh, wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. And that's what I'm saying. It's like sometimes in an accountability relationship, somebody will say, I see you struggling with this. And you may not want to hear that. Like you may not like what you're hearing, but you know that it's coming from somebody that you love and trust so it feels different than somebody pointing an accusatory finger that doesn't have permission in your life yeah and then the last part of accountability is this this desire to help each other grow hebrews 10:24 says let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds and as i thought about this um i just it had to flow from the last one because it can only uh, accountability like this can only happen in truly authentic, loving, trusting relationships for somebody to hold me accountable. I have to give them permission to ask me hard questions. And I have to commit to being honest with them and know that they have my best interest at heart, that they are for me. And that even if what they tell me is difficult to hear, it comes from a place of love. So again, this is not something you do with everyone. Your whole small group even is not Mm -hmm. your accountability partner. This is something very. This is taking a relationship to a very, a much deeper level.
1: Yeah, and I think it's 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 best to you know have that advice up front where you want to ha- have that conversation with the person and say, "Hey, I'd really love it, um, or I'd really appreciate it if you would hold me accountable in some mm-hmm. things." Mm-hmm. So have the conversation about accountability up front, right? rather than jumping into right. saying hey uh, i feel like we're good friends so i wanted to hold you accountable on this yeah no no no, no, no. <laughs> now if 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 you want to ask somebody to hold you accountable over something specific great that that's that, that that's fair but if you want it's always kind of a wiser thing to have that conversation first around around accountability make sure that you're both Game? Yeah. (laughs) Lay the ground rules first. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. kind of a wise approach with accountability. Um, Perfect. So in our um, relationship taco that we've been building (laughs) so far, we've talked about time. We've talked about authenticity, vulnerability, atmosphere of trust, kind of lump those three together. And then we've talked about accountability. Mm -hmm. And um, so the next ingredient that we wanted to talk about is grace. Mm. Ephesians uh, 4.32 says, Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. Mm-hmm. And the thought behind uh, grace in a deeper relationship is going back to that idea that we are all imperfect. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's starting with a place of acknowledging your own brokenness, your own sin, your own imperfection, and recognizing that the people in your life are broken too mm-hmm. right? There's no such thing as a perfect person. And so just k- keeping that a part of the uh, of your relationships mm-hmm. I think helps to not set bars or standards so yeah. high that somebody has to has to behave a certain way all the time or be, or, or can't mess up or else or else the relationship is done is ruined. Mm-hmm. And whatnot, but instead, it's it's looking at people the way that God looks at us and, and saying like, I know you guys mess up, but you know I still love you, I'm still mm-hmm. for you. right? I think I think too, we tend to have a hard time giving grace for people whose sin comes out in different ways than ours uh-huh, does. Uh-huh. It, sometimes we just don't understand you're like, I don't understand why you would do this right or why you would think this way. And that probably and that other person could probably say the same thing about you, right? Right. So sometimes there's that clash, or sometimes it's the same sin that we have in in, but we don't like to acknowledge it in ourselves, right. and so so we our frustration can go out at them mm-hmm. at another person. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but what we're talking about is is just being aware of that is is kind of wrestling with that yourself a little bit, mm-hmm. thinking about what triggers you. Yeah. Too, I think you know if if you think through and uh, almost even do an exercise to list out like here's the things that just really get under my skin mm-hmm. that really bother me and knowing that the relationships in your life those people may hit those triggers sometimes yeah but if you're able to think about it in advance and have prayed through it and be like okay instead of letting that bother me to the point where i just want to end right the relationship i just want to be done Instead, it can be an opportunity to talk with that person and just say, hey, um, I, I just wanted to share this. I, I'm sure there are things that I do that, that that really get under your skin. I just wanted to share something that's really, in, and just have that dialogue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, and if you're you know, approaching it, as, as Linda said before, not from a place of of judgment, or condemnation, but just from a place of, "Hey, here's where I'm at with this," mm-hmm. and just allow for that conversation. That's a way to grow deeper mm-hmm. um, than before. But it has to, it has to be through that lens of grace, right? So I just wanted to, as an example, right? If somebody does or says something that you don't like or it hurts your feelings, you don't have to end that relationship. Yeah. And this was a big problem. It, it, we did a whole series mm-hmm. on reconnecting relationships um, during COVID. This was just a big thing. A lot of friendships and relationships broke or splintered yeah. uh, because of people's viewpoints around mm-hmm. this around this thing. Um, and what we talked about in that series was just about how, hey, like let's let's be able to talk and, and be able to have differences, mm-hmm. and differences of opinions in differences in the way we think of things in making making allowance for one each other or for each other right so talking with the person that's that proximity piece we talked about earlier that's giving Mm -hmm. them that time this is a part of that right or maybe if somebody has has a habit that you don't like right like maybe maybe they are perpetually late Mm -hmm. and you just had a point where you don't want to deal with it anymore. Maybe there's somebody who continuously offers unsolicited advice, you know, that accountability yeah, <laughs> yeah. piece that we were talking about before, right? Um, and in, instead of just saying, well, I I just want to be done, right? Yeah. That's kind of that, that flight reflex. Mm-hmm. This is just saying, okay, I'm going to step in in grace and say, and just say, "Hey, I just wanted to talk to you about this," mm-hmm. and and then I'll allow for them to say to to speak into something too, mm-hmm. you know, and just have that relationship where you can be open and honest. That goes back to mm-hmm. the vulnerability piece. My speech—it must be my hunger. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting tongue twisted today, but anyway. So, grace—I think that's a key mm-hmm. part of any deeper relationship. Absolutely. The final ingredient that we wanted to talk about is servant heartedness. Or what I called when Linda and I were talking about this episode, showing up for one another.
2: Yeah, all <laughs> I just, I just, I just, I just want something
1: another. that says showing up for one another. Right. <laughs> um, and um, as always, we'll look to Scripture to see what it says about us. Galatians six two carry one another's burdens, which Linda already mentioned a little earlier, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. And then Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 10, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up, but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up, right? And the keys behind showing up for one another are putting the needs of others in high priority, Mm -hmm. right? We all have many, many different priorities in our lives, Many of them are personal things like I want to do this for me. I want to get this done, whatever it is. But when you take your time, like we talked about at the beginning to show up for somebody else in any kind of need, Mm -hmm. like that is showing an investment in that relationship. Right. I I remember I'm going to shout out my friend, Nick. I don't know if he's listening, but if you are Nick, hi. (laughs) Um, we had this was over at the beginning of the summer. Is we had an issue with um, our air conditioning mm. stopped blowing cold air.
0: That is a problem.
1: <laughs> that was a, it was a hot time too, and it, and my friend Nick works uh, for an air conditioning company, and so I, I texted him. I was I was just looking for a, a referral yeah. to somebody, and and this was late at night. This was like nine or something at night, mm-hmm. and he's like he's like hey. I'm finishing up what I'm doing. I'll come out there and I'll take a look at it wow. to see if it's something that we can fix right there or if we'll or if have to give you a call. And so he was he was out late until like 10 something at night.
2: Wow. Up
1: in the attic doing yeah. doing that, you know, he, all this stuff I don't know. I don't yeah. understand any of that stuff. Um, and he was able to help to diagnose what the problem was and I was able to get somebody out, the next, you know, over the next couple of days or whatever. Right. But so that was, you know, time where he could have been, you know, at home, right? He could have been getting ready for bed or whatever it was, but he took the time to show up, mm-hmm. and that's just a clear act of friendship uh, mm-hmm. of putting the needs of others in, in high priority. Um, Another example of this is thinking of people and what would help or make them happy. Mm-hmm. So that's just going out of your way to, to to be thinking about others in different times and be like, hey, um, it. it it's kind of like the spur of the moment treat, you know, mm-hmm. like, hey, um, just sending you a quick text. I left something at your door, right. you know, whatever, and it just could be unsolicited, but that's just showing up and showing people that you were thinking of them. Yeah,
0: it's being thoughtful. It's, it's being, it's not doing for you what I think I would enjoy. It's doing for you what I think you would enjoy or would benefit you.
1: Yeah. Going the extra mile is another mm-hmm, way to say mm-hmm. that. Do, doing a little bit more above and beyond the call mm-hmm, of duty, right? Mm-hmm um and those type of things go a long way especially if your love language is acts of service right. or gifts <laughs> um so again it's just some examples of of what this could look like right staying late after a party to help to clean up mm-hmm. right if you are a guest at a party it's not usually assumed that the guests will stay and help clean right. up but if you do it shows the people who are hosting the party um you know that you care and right. that you're thoughtful and, and that you viv- value that relationship that you would help them mm-hmm, in that time mm-hmm. right another another common one right like bringing food to people who who may have a need or even mm-hmm. not just say hey um i just wanted to drop this by I, I i made an extra batch and i was thinking of you or whatever it is right offering to babysit you know yes needs is another example you know mm-hmm. the one that's always kind of funny, is that call like, hey, I'm at Costco. I was just thinking of you. Is there anything that you need while I'm here? You're like, thank you. Usually the answer is yes. Yes. <laughs> right? Um, and then that's when you discuss uh, increased payment because of the... No, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, so that that servant-heartedness, that just showing up for one another, mm-hmm. that, is, that is such a... It's kind of like a... Um, it, it's the unheralded super ingredient, yeah. I think, of... The meal, you know, it's like the, uh, I'll, I'll say it's like the hint of time, mm. T-H-Y-M-E, yes. that you're like, wow, I didn't know I needed that, but it it's, really went a long way, right? Um, so anyway, so just to, re- <laughs> just to recap um, what we're talking about, we talked about uh, time, T-I-M-E, uh-huh. as an ingredient, we talked about authenticity, vulnerability, atmosphere, atmosphere of trust, We talked about accountability. We talked about grace. And we talked about servant-heartedness or just showing up for one another. Now, these are by no means an exhaustive list. Mm -mm. This is just something that we wanted to put together um, as we're going to continue the conversation over the next few uh, weeks around Relational health. So these are just some things that we wanted to get on your plate. Mm -hmm. Uh, You see the metaphor continues Uh in front of you uh, for um, just to start to think about what are the relationships in my life, in your life um, that you really would like to invest in, Mm -hmm. you know, to spend more time in, to see grow, um, so that when somebody asks you, you know, what deep relationships do you have? Mm-hmm. Instead of trying to scramble for something or make something up, yeah, you can honestly say, you know, I have really great relationships with these people. And mm-hmm. maybe that's your small group, maybe it's your neighbors, maybe it's it's some coworkers. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, doesn't really matter, right? I think that's kind of the heart behind it. So think through these these ingredients that we talked about. See how you can. Um, how you can apply these into those relationships specifically that you were thinking about. Linda, anything else you wanted to add on as we're wrapping up this one?
0: No, I just, I think, um, I was just thinking about like the social media culture and how everything is just friend unfriend. And, you know, we've gotten to this very, shallow definition of what a friend is and as we work through this i just thought these are the kinds of relationships we crave these are the kinds of relationships that sustain us these are the kinds of relationships that we want so i'm just grateful for the opportunity to put this out there
1: yeah and and so just a i, I wanted to mention too in, in case you're wondering it's not that you have to have a deep friendship relationship with everybody oh no and and so later in a few weeks we're going to be talking about like boundaries mm, and what it mm-hmm. means to make boundaries in your relationships mm-hmm. and things like that and and we'll do an episode on trust I think and talking mm-hmm. about that which we've talked about before but we'll talk about it again in this context so um, I just just wanted to. Put a little caveat on, on yeah there for end, sure in case you were still listening and you're like well, aren't they going to say something about relationships that you need to spend a little more time being aware of yes yes we will we will talk about those it gets its <laughs> own
2: episode <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right friends so this was another you know what delicious episode <laughs> of doable discipleship uh, we will be back with you again next tuesday